Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. You're listening to Business Brunch, and today we're talking to a seasoned salesman and entrepreneur who started his business in February last year, just before the onset of coronavirus. Despite a scary start, Blitz Sales Solutions is trading successfully, and we're pleased to be talking to the owner, Alistair Rustin. Alistair, welcome to Business Brunch. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. Uh, You're very welcome, Alistair, and uh, thanks for giving up time in a busy day. So, before starting Blitz Sales, you, you, you worked as a salesman. So, share with us how you developed your sales skills and why you decided to leave and start your own business. Okay, well, it all started back in 1983 when I was at college, would you believe? And I was at Dane Bank in Crewe, and I was looking for some work on a Saturday and walked into Rumbelow's and spoke to the manager and said, do you do any Saturday jobs? And he said, yeah, we're just looking for somebody at the moment, actually. And I started the next week. And that was my first introduction to selling and selling to the public. And I learned an awful lot in the two and a half years that I was there. And it was a great grounding, great training ground. And then I started work at Britannia Building Society, and I was selling there, really. And then I got a job at a print and design company in Hanley called Printability. And that's where my sales skills were really honed and developed. And I had a stroke of luck, really, because things were going very well at the business. We were successful, uh, but the MD wanted to take it to the next level. And he introduced us to a sales guy um, called Russell Bilson. And uh, I owe Russell Bilson a lot. Um, He trained me for two years and taught me everything I know. And the man was an absolute legend. And it was a pleasure to work with him. And that's where my my sales, sales skills developed. And really what he did... I was doing well in sales at the time, but what he did was get me to understand why I did what I did. And when I understood that, that's when sales really started to take off for me. So so what you're saying is that that your approach was, was good at the beginning, but you didn't know why it was good. Yeah, that's right. My sales was instinctive. I was always good with people. Um, I enjoyed talking to people and I was always fascinated by people and interested and that got me so far uh, but when when Russell took me under his wing and taught me things and taught me explained to me really why I was doing these things yeah things started to develop then so you understood the the body language and the triggers that that uh, that customers give you or the signs that they give you uh, in regard to uh, how positive they are about what you're selling. That's right. And a lot of it I did naturally. I just didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. Um, But he, he was an absolute genius. He, I suppose you could put it like this. He gave me a structure and formalized what I was doing. Okay. Did that make you more confident then? I don't think it made me more confident, but I think it's, helped me perhaps to present things more effectively and to come across as more professional. 
Okay, so having had that that training and and having a, a greater understanding of sales, you then decided to leave and start your own business. What what prompted you to do that? I was bored. I think is the easy answer. I think I found myself in a position that I didn't particularly enjoy and wasn't suited for really. Um, so I decided that that wasn't for me. I didn't really know at that point what was for me, which was the scary thing. So I applied for a few jobs, but I wasn't, my heart wasn't really in it. And then I was sitting in what is now my office, looking at a book, and it was a little journal that my son bought me years ago. And 20 years ago, would you believe, I wrote in that journal, Sales for Hire. And the idea came to me whilst I was selling print. I'd I'd been on the same industrial estate. I had four customers that I used to see regularly. And on this particular day, each of those customers had a problem with sales. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if these people had access to somebody like me that could do sales for them on a part-time basis and it wouldn't cost them a fortune? but I never did anything with it. And then this particular day, I was sitting sitting in the office and I thought, you know what? It's time to start the business. And so I did. So it was started with no planning, really. It was just, let's give it a go and see what happens. And, and despite the circumstances, leaving a secure job and, and moving into self-employment, might have come a little bit easier for you, but nevertheless, it's a big decision because you're stepping into the unknown. So uh, tell us how you manage that transition into self-employment and, and talk us through some of the planning that, that you did prior to launch day. Well, the interesting thing was um, there wasn't a great deal of planning, in all honesty. Um, the best thing I did was join a networking group that, Uh, a friend of mine introduced me to and that allowed me to hone the message and what I was trying to do. Um, I picked up business pretty quickly in fairness um, thanks to the group and it went from there really. Uh, I suppose the, the worst thing that happened and the best thing that happened was the pandemic because four weeks after starting the business we went into lockdown. So that gave me six weeks to get the website up, um, hone the messages, start building the training uh, platform, training course that I wanted to deliver. And it, it gave me the time to think and plan what I actually wanted to get out of it and who I wanted to speak to. But I, I was very lucky. I had uh, three or four friends who referred business to me straight away. And within within a month of starting, I, I've got four days' work a week. So you're in a very enviable position there. And, very. And so you hit, more or less hit the ground running. I did. I did. And it's, um, I'm very grateful to uh, the, the people that helped me along the way because without them, it wouldn't have happened. I, I think you make your own look in business. Uh, the, the more that, that you talk to other people, the more you network, the way you, you uh, engage with your group of friends, it makes a huge difference to, um, 
to your profile as, as a business owner? I think what was interesting for me, and looking back at that time, I've never been the most confident of people, but I never really stopped to think that it wouldn't work. In fact, I never really had a thought that it wouldn't work um, because I felt it was a service that people needed. Um, it was affordable and it allowed me, in a way, to give something back. Today we're talking to Alistair Rustin from Blitz Sales Solutions. Uh, Alistair, Blitz Sales gives small businesses access to a, a trained salesperson. So share with us uh, your core services and detail what it takes to be an effective salesman. Okay, that's a great question. Um, core services are um, telesales, so making appointments for, uh, for people to go and visit clients, opening doors effectively. Um, I sell uh, over the phone if there's a product or service that needs selling, then I can do that. Um, usually, customers will give me a target list of contacts that they, they want to get, get into. Or if not, then we can pick a business sector, um, vertical marketing really, and um, I will then research that, look for potential customers, and then ring those and sell the product or service that needs selling. Um, but what does it take to be an effective salesman? Really, the biggest thing with sales, and I always say this, a, a lot of people think salespeople have the gift of the gab and they're good talkers. But good salespeople are actually the opposite. They spend more time listening um, because it's only by asking questions and listening that you understand what people are looking for, what the problems are, and how you can help them. So a lot of what I do is asking questions and then listening carefully to the answers so that I can provide the solution that will help their business and solve their problem. And the thing with listening is um, a, lot of, a lot of people will talk about solving problems for companies, but it may be that some companies don't have a problem and that they're fine. So the only way you can find that out is by asking questions and listening. That's the core skill, really. Um, but what I would say is it's always worth bearing in mind that people buy the result of what you do. It, it's not what you do that they're buying. It's the result that it gives them that they're buying. So if you think of a drill, for instance, an electric drill, you're not actually buying an electric drill. You're buying a hole because that's what it does. It's an interesting concept, isn't it? I I remember reading that an, uh, a number of years ago. Did you, the guy that taught you or gave you a clearer picture of of how to sell and and why what you're doing when you're selling? Did, did he explain about wants and needs? Yes, wants and needs was very popular in the in the nineties, um, and we talked about wants and needs a lot. But I think things have moved on now and the way I sell uh, products and services is, is really selling the business story because at the end of the day it's, it's that business story that is going to make people interested in buying from you. Do, do, you, are you. do you have the same values that they do? 
a lot of a lot of what I do is um, is encapsulated by Simon Sinek in his Start with Why book. And if you haven't seen the TED talk that he did, it's well worth watching because um, that's why people buy. They they people don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, Alistair, I'm sure you'll agree marketing isn't rocket science, but it, it does require some structure and, and regular activity. So share with us how you find new business and um, and how you make use of modern technology. It's vertical marketing, really. It's understanding what the client is offering, understanding the marketplace that they're in. Very often it can be identifying the types of businesses they're working with that they're successful with and then replicating that. So if, let's say, for instance, a customer is very good with catering companies, you may want to target all the catering companies in that, in that area. Um, it's trying to be sensible about it, really, and just looking at where their value is and then, and then as I say, replicating that. Um, obviously, um, since the pandemic, um, people are now more familiar with networking tools like Zoom, Google Meet. I'm a big Google Workspace advocate. Um, I've used that for the last 12 months, really, and it's, it's seamless integration between uh, PC and phone. It just works. Um, and that's how I do it, really. We work on a, on a spreadsheet. We share the spreadsheet. Uh, they can the customers have transparency then they can see what I'm doing at all times I update that regularly with the when I've made the calls and it's just keeping it simple really it doesn't need to be too complex what I do isn't technically complex so the simpler I can keep it the better really and, and have you found that modern technology has allowed you to work successfully from home like a, a lot of other people yeah definitely without a doubt and how would you see technology changing the way you you do business in the future? That's an interesting point. I think with sales, it's still a people business. Um, I think gone are the days where I would maybe drive to London for a half-hour meeting and then come out and think, well, that really wasn't worth the time, and then spend four hours driving back. Those days have gone. Um, and I think they've gone for a lot of people, really. I think one thing the pandemic did show us was that there are ways of doing things that are more efficient and that perhaps the old ways of doing things will now change. And I think that's a good thing. And I think the hybrid model of maybe two days at home and three days in the office is a good thing as well because I think it will help people people enjoy work more today we're talking to alistair ruston of blitz sales alistair defining your ideal customer and target market is critically important when starting a business and um, more importantly start signing your first customer uh, now i know you've already touched on this and said that um, you're very lucky because you hit the ground running but uh, you must have an overview in regard to um, signing that first customer, particularly when you've got no track record. So um, tell us how how you, you would advise customers overcome these difficulties and explain how you signed your first few customers. Well, I, I, the business didn't have a track, track record, but 
I had a 35-year track record in sales, really. So what's, what I wanted to do with Blitz was work with, work with businesses, small to medium-sized businesses, who had a story to tell, um, had an interesting product or service, but hadn't got the money to employ a full-time salesperson. So what I wanted to do was give them a resource, give them a, a professional salesman that they could use one day a week to promote their business, sell their business, and let them get on with the day-to-day management of their business. And it works. It works. It's working really well. That's really what most of the work is. What I'm doing at the moment, and signing the first customers. Really, I think once I had the opportunity to speak to people about what I do, I think they are happy to give it a go because there's no fixed contract there's no time limit you can use me for as little or as long as you wish so there's very little risk involved really and if the results come then everybody's happy are you using the same process there you're you're selling your story yes that's exactly what i do i sell the story and it's been an interesting one over the last 35 years i've had um some fun experiences i've met some amazing people but what i I, what i would say is that the self-employed community is just a joy to be a part of i've met so many just fascinating interesting and talented people um along the way and it and it is an absolute joy i love it Okay, Alistair, you you started a business just before the advent of a global pandemic, as you've already said, and uh, with trading conditions changing frequently. So share with us how you've navigated the current circumstances and whether it's changed how you do business. I don't think it's changed how I do business. I think, um, although in saying that, it probably has actually thinking about it because with the networking group, I was doing three to four networking group meetings a week, meeting lots of people. That allowed me to hone my message and, and the business message and what I was trying to trying to do. Um, I met a lot of very interesting people during that time. Um, and so I suppose rather than winning new business face-to-face, I've been winning new business virtually, which is an interesting challenge. But... It just proves that there is a place for virtual selling. Um, And I think, certainly for me, that's been very productive. That's interesting because I've always used supermarkets as a way of comparing uh, the the way people sell things. Because a supermarket does it without saying anything. In actual fact, it reflects what you were saying. They tell a story. As you go into the supermarket, Un- unwittingly, customers walk round and, and they follow the story, don't they? Yes, they do. And it's very important. And I would urge anybody who's listening to this to think about their own story and what it is that they do that adds value and why are they doing it? Why did they start the business in the first place? And in fairness, this is one of the things that my sales mentor taught me very early on because the first question whenever we were doing a marketing proposal at the time the first question we always used to ask MDs was why did you start the business so Russell Blessing came up with 
start with why um, back in the 90s because we were doing it then. We just didn't articulate it as well as Simon Sinek does. Today we're talking to Alistair Rustin, the owner of Blitz Sales Solutions. Alistair, having started a business and steered it through very difficult times, what advice would you give to our listeners should they be considering starting their own business? If you believe in it, then do it. And don't have any fear about starting. Uh, I think you said it earlier, you you make your own luck. Um, I think if people out there listening have had an idea or had aspirations to start their own business and believe in what they're doing and believe that what they're offering is going to be right, just do it. I mean, I started this business with nothing behind me. Didn't have a a penny, really. We were on the last paycheck. Um, So it had to work. And I think, looking back, I think that's, that's one of the reasons why it did get off to a good start because there was an urgency there. I had to start earning quickly. So all my efforts, attention, everything was put into starting the business and making it work because it had to. So I would urge anybody that has an aspiration to be self-employed and start their own business, if you believe it, just go and do it. And as you've already said, networking is a huge part of that. What advice would you give to people that are not particularly confident about speaking in a group? Join a networking group. If I'm allowed to plug this, um, I'm a team captain at Networking in Sandbach. Um, We meet fortnightly and it's the best thing I ever did because it's a friendly environment. It's It's a great environment because you get very quickly to meet everybody and know everybody. But the thing that I found is that nearly, well, everybody I've met really in this community is supportive and wants you to do well because they understand the problems that you're facing. They understand the issues with running a small business, sometimes how lonely it can get. Um, And they, they get that. So support's always there. And particularly in the, the weeks, in the pandemic, networking was fantastic for me because it it gave me access to so many people and a great environment to learn in and hone my hone my message. So that's what I would advise: join a networking group and um, market your business within that. And years ago. Um we were always told to to practice our elevator pitch. Is there anything you can add to that? Yes, elevator pitches, 10 second pitches are invaluable, really. It takes a lot of time to get it right, um, but if you can, if you can come up with a, a 10 second pitch that is, encapsulates what you do, and encapsulates why people should use you, then that's the best best thing to do. It's well worth spending the time doing it, to be honest. Good advice. Okay, now you've only been in business 16 months and were unable to trade for some of that time, but you have some great ideas to move the business forward. So share with us what you have planned for the next 12 months for uh, Blitz Sales. Well, what I'm working on at the moment is I said earlier on about giving something back. 
And what I'm working on at the moment is a eight or nine part sales training course that will be available online that small to medium sized businesses can use to help to train their salespeople. And I also want to develop the training aspect for young people who fancy a career in sales and want to want to get off to a good start. My, my training is really based on years of experience. It's practical, practical tips and things that I've learned over the years that have worked. And um, yeah, I've had some very good feedback. I do some training for the networking group. Um, I've run three or four sessions so far for that. And the feedback I've had has been amazing. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm planning. That's what I'm looking to do. So that's interesting that you're doing that as a next step. As a coach, I was always taught that the analogy that it's like when you're teaching somebody from scratch, it's like buttoning up a shirt. If you get the bottom button wrong, it's all wrong all the way up. So what would you say were the, um, were the most important foundation stones for a career in sales? Be curious, uh, listen, and be interested in people. And if you can do those three things, you won't go far wrong. That's terrific advice. And, um, and if, if people need to contact you about these training courses, Alistair, how, how can they find out more information? Uh, they can go on the website, blitzsalesolutions.co.uk, um, or they can email me, alistair at blitzsalesolutions.co.uk. Um, and, yeah, be happy to talk to anybody. And can they give you a call? Yeah, the number's 07984-889-687. Alistair, it's been a huge pleasure talking to you today, and thank you for giving us uh, an insight into the wonderful world of sales. That's great. Thank you very much for having me. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.